The greatest game on earth is back. We have got the show to match the occasion. We're going to recap all the round two action. The worst name award in history is back, boys. Uh, the sponsorship saga continues. Some of the finest investigative journalism you're ever going to see. Joining me as always, 282-game superstar, three-time All-Australian Hall of Famer, one-time jock, die medalist. Jock. Jack. Oh, 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 no. I'm so One of the greatest players of all oh, time. One of the hardest men you've called him Jock. Captain Blood Jock Dyer. <laughs> so he'd be disappointed with you. He'd be disappointed with your hair. Have a look. He's rolled with a new haircut. He started to slick it over the back. Yeah, I don't know. Thinks nice. he's some sort of bread pitter, <laughs> man. I'm so upset. I'd written down that introduction the first one in weeks because then I was just going to introduce Brownie and not mention any of his accolades because it's I'm not happy. that way. It's funny I'm not happy that with that you, way. Brownie. Yeah. I'm not happy. We'll get to that later. Hey, but round two, and there were some surprises. Yeah, I think were. no one could have predicted what unfolded in uh, last week's footy. Gold Coast are great, weren't they? Uh, headed up by Matty Rowell, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But things that surprised me, I thought the Bulldogs would bounce back. I thought that they'd be just that round one. They looked flat. They looked lethargic. But... Watching them, I think there might be some issues down at the Dogs. and uh, Unless they can bounce back this week, they play the Giants, which is going to be hard. But you go zero and three, it is a long way back. And they've got some issues, I think, yeah, if they can't back, back, uh, bounce back this week. Yeah, zero and three in a 17-game season. Gee, you've got to turn it around. You've probably, you've probably got to go 10 and four to play finals if you go zero and three. I reckon North, um, they didn't surprise me. I thought they'd be okay, but I reckon they're the real deal. They're playing a tough brand of footy, real contested brand of footy. Reece Shaw seems to be really connecting mm. with the players. So I'm The question mark Melbourne. was whether he could do it when the season actually yeah. started, when he was yeah. the coach of North Melbourne uh, in full time. And the answer has so so far been yes. We've only had the one game yeah. back, yeah. but the answer is yes so G- far. At Giant Stadium, really good win by North. The Saints, Richo, they, they look sharp, didn't they? Yeah. Quick. <clears throat> slick. Yeah. yeah, slick. Their, their ball movement was outstanding. I think we thought... They'd be better. They had a good pre-season. But Brad Hill, Dan Butler from Richmond, quick. Zach Jones, he might be the steal of the summer. Yeah, they're mm. playing a great brand of footy. The so Saints. if they are the real deal, the yeah. Kangaroos, now the Saints lost to them when they were five goals mm. up in round one. Looks yeah. a little bit better as well. That form has yeah. probably been franked. I reckon the Saints, you just got to see them. you got to watch them against Collingwood this week with Collingwood's defence. Can the Saints get through? But they look good. What about the Crows? The side everyone loves to hate and within probably good reason at the moment. They're in some real trouble, oh. Adelaide Crows. I mean, I looked at their midfield the other night and Sloan obviously went off. The Crouch boys, as much footy as they get, they don't use it that well. And then they were young around everywhere else. Um, and just no goal scorers. Yeah, You've got so much left to Taylor Walker um, and obviously Fogarty. But I just don't see where they kick scores from at the moment. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long, hard year for the Crows. But I think they know that as a club. Mm. I think they know they're in a rebuild mode. But yeah, it's can, going to be a tough. They, year. Can they win the wooden spoon? Of course they, they can. The worst. Yeah, got, well, I think they're the most disappointing after last week. Now you know that I have a deep-seated disdain for Melbourne. It grew up from really? my uh, from you private school it. days because I was there obviously on a scholarship and all these entitled Melbourne kids, when the Melbourne Demons made the grand final in 2000, they got together in the quadrangle and sang the Melbourne song Where all was together. That? What school was that? Did they have their Scott, Ralph Lauren polos on? College. I was there on a scholarship. So since that day, I have had this incredible disdain. What was your scholarship? What were you? What, what did you have a scholarship Started on for? academia and sport. Yeah. And then I got a music scholarship in year nine. A music scholarship? <laughs> I did. I picked up an oboe. I was walking through the music school, picked up an oboe just to have them. They're like, oh, my, geez, Richard, uh, how many you can play? 
And they gave him a music scholarship. The only music I find instrument. that very hard to believe that he started on a sports scholarship, yeah. then moved to a music scholarship. I haven't heard people moving from one scholarship no, to got, another. I had all three. It's got hair. I got reimbursed. It's got I hair. I got reimbursed to a 10 scotch college. The only <laughs> musical instrument we had at my school in, in Tassie was the recorder. Remember the recorders? Mm, we had yeah. the triangle in What was that go. sausage song we used to sing? <laughs> three blind sausages or whatever? Oh. Yeah, mice, I think. Uh, <laughs> so what are you saying about Melbourne? Hey, but is this not the most Melbourne thing ever? They finally win. They sing the song without three players, including their skipper. You don't forget your skipper, <laughs> particularly when he sticks out like uh, Big Maxie does. You don't forget How have Maxie. they done that? He was flat when he walked in, Maxie. You well, do get excited after the game, though, and like if someone says, let's go, and everybody starts singing. You can see how it happens and all the commotion, but you probably look around. I reckon you can tell when there isn't a full group there. It's not like well, Gorney just blends the problem, in. The problem is in their defence is because we're not circling up. I mean, you just, you know, Big Maxie got They're lost. not used to winning Melbourne. Hey. Uh, Eddie Maguire. Now, we've just, especially living in Melbourne, we've got used to him having a say in everything. Yeah, but, but this not. has got to be the worst I, in terms I, of talking out of place. Yeah, he is. What? What is he saying? Why is he talking about the conditions of a Sharon? He's talking like he's a player. But do you think that perhaps he'd spoken to some of the Collingwood boys it, after the game? The way that he oh, speaks about it. It's a very good question and one the, that Richard be, never bothers to may, go into his little brain. He may that be, maybe the president speaks to Pendle. But it's not his Maybe place. even Taylor yeah. Adams. He might just be voicing what he's heard you know, from the players. The way players. that Eddie says it, it's like he's been out but kicking the share. I will admit that. I didn't like him saying it should be like a rugby league ball where they've got the that's they're roughed yeah. up, aren't they? They're di- they're not really they're not leather. They're a different type of surface. I can understand what he's saying. Though. Leave you the remember Sharon when alone, we used though. to get the brand new footies and they would break your fingers mm. and hands until you kicked them in. Yeah. They were always better yeah. once they've been kicked maybe fifty I, to hundred. Because times. when you played, you only used one yeah, footy, didn't you? I get that point. In the game. I get that point. How mm. many balls do they have in the buckets now? I mean, they're, they're spread right around the ground because there's no one in the crowd, so that they want to get the ball back into play quickly. Yeah, back in the 90s, there were probably only two or three balls each game, so maybe they did get kicked in better, but come maybe on. Maybe they should pay, alone. pay some young kids to kick it out in the ground before, maybe 100 well, times. Well, give them to warm up with in the warm-up. Some but it does lead to the question, because you would have had, and maybe not so much you guys, because you always had the, the top end of things, but down mm. in the grades, you get a myriad of footies. You get your Sherons, you get your kangaroo brands, which are the, yeah. normally the ones that you've used on a Saturday, then right. that goes into your rotation. You get some um, Ross Faulkners. The, you get some Ross Faulkners. Then you get the little burlies, so the little that, torpedoes. Yeah, they were great. The burlies <laughs> for torpedoes. I remember in the country where you used to get the yellow Sharon, but it, the Sharon wasn't. It was just the outline of Sharon, yeah, so it yeah. wasn't coloured in yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And some reason they were lighter. And yeah. they oh, that's to, the Sharon match. The yeah. Sharon match. So they used to go match, further. Yeah. But uh, back in Bendigo, as a junior, we had the the yellow kookaburras. So oh, and they were the, yeah. the, the oh, little wet yeah. weather. They're gone now. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. them around. With the kids, but the Sharon clearly the best football. I don't yeah. know whether they've ever used a Ross Faulkner, but they are. They were like a gridiron. He, yeah, he must have been pointy. the saddest old Ross Faulkner because yeah. that was so hard. That <laughs> ball, he must have had a hard foot to invent that. And the Burleys were a bit fatter, weren't they? They yep. were always a little bit. But fatter. the Burleys, you could. I once kicked a Burley at training eighty-five meters. Oh, no, I you did. Oh, I sat in the center circle No, I did because you could send the Burley into the stratosphere you, and it would just just sail. repeat that you kicked a Burley eighty-five meters. No, you did. I absolutely did. <laughs> hey, um, I can't kick any of them anyway. I couldn't. It doesn't matter what footy I now, get. Now, there, there's been talk about the skills <clears throat> this yeah. week. Of course, and like uh, this is something actually I don't agree with. Normally, I do agree with the masses. They're saying that the skill, the no, skill level of AFL has gone down. Now I, they've just come back from literally. Uh, 
the most un- unprecedented training conditions where they've had to you train know, by themselves. You know what it is? The old timers now, and, I, and we're all victim of it, they look at the game and they go, oh, it's not as skilled as when we played. I'm telling you now, I, they are more skilled, but the pressure has gone through the roof. So when you get the footy and you look up, you've got mm. no time to make a decision. You've got to rush your disposal, so that therefore brings the skill level down. At training, the skill level is better. The pressure's gone up. That's the difference in the game. Do you buy into the argument? Because the argument now is that we're drafting or clubs are drafting athletes first, I they went not past skilled that. players. Oh, I reckon they went past that. I think they're drafting footy players again, but... On that, back in 1998, Terry Wallace, who was the coach of the Bulldogs at the time, mm. stopped in at a servo um, down on, I think it was Ballarat Road, mm-hmm. and there's this, this monumental guy who's about seven foot five sitting yeah. there putting some uh, gas in his car, and Plough looked at him and like, a little light bulb went off. Yeah. He went over to him and he said, excuse me, mate, would you like to come down and try out for the Western Bulldogs? Oh. And the guy said, yeah, I would. Oh, and really? uh, he was like, Who so was Plough thought, I can't remember his name, right. si- <laughs> or reckon- Sion, but he was the worst coordinated person <laughs> I've ever seen. We, he got him down. Plough was that excited. He was going to unleash this like tapping unbelievable yeah. player and he was so bad. I reckon <laughs> I reckon you could take a chance on some big guys like, like Mason Cox, let's be honest. When he came from America, he, he'd never touched a footy. And Ivan Soldo from uh, from Richmond had a basketball yep. background. So it's pretty flat when you call him Ivan, I've noticed, uh, Big Ivan. Ivan, no, it's mm. Ivan. Uh, the best recruiting model has always been the Geelong model. Just recruit footballers. And what yep. Stephen Wells did, he got Kelly, Bartell, Ling, Joel Corey. And footballers from their area. Yeah, Corey well, Enright, Chapman. That, they're footballers, and that's why they won three premierships. Speaking of picking up players, Matt Rowe. Old good, uh, good Carey boy. He, he could be. I mean, I said it in in a, in a cross earlier. He could win the Brownlow this year, oh, and he could be. It. This is the player that the Suns have been absolutely crying I, out. I he is the Matt. king of the big calls. I'm going to make I a mean, big call, right? 85 metres. Matt Rowe will win the Brownlow. <laughs> he, he might. He we, might. Lo- we love Matt Rowe. I think he's probably nearly going to be Gold Coast's best midfielder within he's a, a month. Man child. But the Suns aren't going to win enough games for Matt Rowe to win the Brownlow, Hummer. Please. Well, anyway, but he is a player. He looks that, the size of Mark Rusciuto when he started. He's a big, big extraordinary boy. size. Who, they, tell us some other players that have burst onto the scene. I like the goal kickers that burst onto the scene. John Giorgio kicked yeah. eight in his first game against the, the Blues. It was Scotty Cummings kicked eight in his first game. Daniel Metropolis, the West Coast Eagles, yeah. kicked six. Not only did he kick six in his first game, he kicked six with his first six kicks. You know, oh. and I rate the goals more than disposals. What about this? I'll just quickly read this out, Hummer. Adrian McAdam, we've talked about him before on this show. Yep. This was his first six games for North Melbourne. Seven, ten, six, three, three, nine. That's just bagging <laughs> ten in your second game. Not alone seven in your first. He's just followed up with a ten. So his first six games, he averaged more than six goals Jeez, a game. Duck would have been filthy some of the limelight was being taken away from him. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. Uh, Burgoyne, should he? Are you happy with what happened? I think I think he should have probably got a week. I love I love uh, Silk Burgoyne, but let's be honest, we can't have that in the game. I brought this up on the Sunday Footy Show: the fact that he is a great bloke. Everybody yeah. loves Sean yeah. Burgoyne, and I think he got off because he's such a good bloke. If that had been Toby Green. Maybe even two weeks for Toby Green. I think there can't be favourites like that because of what sort of player you are. You do it on the actual action and not the injury. You you don't want that statement to be true, but it it is true. I think think Toby would have been suspended. The AFL's fixed it up, though, straight away. Yeah, and you've got to feel for a good friend of the show, Christo, 
who we Chris O, <laughs> that we um, because he's damned if you do, damned if you don't. I mean, just get it right. He mate. had to do what the rule, but he has to stick within the guidelines. But there were so many examples last year where players Set did exactly the same thing, but where they got injured and though. they got a week. Yeah, but but it's like there was an injury. The injury part of it has always worried me. It should yep. be the action, yep. not what, not the result. It should not be the result of the injury. Yeah. Um, now, Brownie, I've got a question to ask you. I want yes, you to be honest, Richard. Can you change a tyre? Absolutely not. What? Don't don't <laughs> what me because you were cited. You were cited. Tell, let's talk, take us through what happened yesterday because your mate birdie, saw him, didn't they? A little birdie oh. sent me a text message. My wife rang me and she said, "I've got a flat tire. I'm around at the supermarket. Um, should I just try and crawl home?" I said, "Yep." So you went round there and changed it. So I, 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 I was on my way home already, right? And I called the roadside so assist. There. What? <laughs> You can't change a tyre. No, I can't change a tyre, mate. How like, can you not change a tyre? Half this country can't, I'll just, uh, half no, this country can't no. change a tyre. Yeah, those that don't have a licence. Well, you can change a tyre, can you? I worked at the RACT. Yeah. You worked in the office, mate. <laughs> What's the RACT? It's like the RACV. <laughs> With Tassie on the end. Right, You're well, sitting here. You swear sense. on your newborn, which is happening this weekend, life that you can change a yes, tyre. Yes, I've changed many a tyre. <laughs> okay. So... I rang the uh, the roadside assist and uh, RSV. Uh, that was Kia roadside assist. The Kia Carnival. <laughs> so I've wandered out. The and, family truckster. And this bloke, I tell you what, he was <laughs> hard as nails. Hard as nails. He had his head looked really well lived in, there, yeah. and he has done a lot harder yards than what I have in my Did life. Did he know who you were? I don't know. He had an Irish accent, and I reckon he well, he looked he didn't like know who you were. He no. looked like he he was a dock worker or something. He was tough. His legs were big. He had the bloodstones on, shorts and t-shirt on a cold day, and he looked at me. I've rolled out, and I had my, my brand new Jordans on. <laughs> <laughs> I had my North Face puffer jacket on, and he's looking. He's going, "Here we go. Yeah. Look at Marshmallow coming out here." And he goes, "Got a flat tire of you, mate." And I said, "Yeah, I have. Uh, you reckon you could change it?" And he goes, "Yeah, it won't take me long." Did you? Because uh, it, it did shouldn't you, take you long. It's a two-minute job. Did you, honestly, when you got back in the car, did you feel like yeah. less of a man type of thing? You should. I felt a bit demasculated, but <laughs> I'm, I'm all about giving back to the community. And obviously, if I don't <laughs> ring him in this period, he doesn't have a job to come to and a job to do. I'm looking after small businesses, and I still don't think you can change a tire. Small Kia or a small business? Hey? It's Kia. You I, said you called the Kia roads. I guarantee you business. I changed the tire, and I remember it was on the southeastern arterial. It was near the stud road turnoff, and I remember trucks whizzing past. It was dark, and I was really concerned for my safety. No one's called the Monash Freeway the southeastern arterial in 20 years, Richo. Well, that's what it's called, isn't it? <laughs> it used to be the southeastern <laughs> arterial. It's called the Monash now, Matt. Well, it's still the southeastern, <laughs> mate. And we've become the AFL, not the VFL. Oh, we'll just go back. Hey, actually, Richo, that's a good segue. Actually. Let's go straight into it, because you, you're angry, aren't you? I am. And it's doing my f***ing head in. Well, it's a good segue. Like, we should should be the southeastern arterial. I'd love to go back to the days when it's called <laughs> the southeastern arterial. We should go back. It's to a the good band. name, isn't it? Nah, the southeastern arterial. It is. Arterial. It is. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll be honest with you. I, the world's stuffed. The world is completely oh, stuffed. And oh. I'll tell you why. It's because <laughs> of the internet. Oh, that the internet has stuffed the world. How? Not, it just there's no mystery anymore. 
You know, there's no mystery. There's no secrets. You get online. Where are you, you going p- with this? No, look, just you get. What have into, you been watching? No, you get into. You go on Google. You, fi- you can find something out. History's been you know, discovered. Bang, bang, bang! You can find out anything. It's the idea of the internet. No, no I, I like a bit of mystery in life. I, when you used to actually have to go out and have life experiences, go to the library and, and read a few books. Together, <laughs> oh, when did you do that? Oh, when you go to the tote, get the old mystery quaddy, eh? Oh, exactly. I'd rather you, you, you know, your best bets book. Everything's online. Now it's doing my head in, it's right? Good and to I'll see tell you what, just brought you on here at I'll the tell you online what, gambling company. No one's got any patience either because of the internet. It's because of the internet. Everyone wants everything now, right? Amazon, you get on, you buy something, it rocks up the next day. Convenient? No, mm. it does my head in. You should have to wait for it. You should have to wait a month. Get it in the mail. I'm sick of it. And it's really come to What about my... when you liked the girl when you were younger and you used to have to dial up on the phone? Another yeah. good example. And you had what, to speak... you prefer that? And you had yeah. to speak yeah, to her dad. Because if she didn't answer that, you go, all right. You go, oh, it's... But that, would develop, there, please. that would develop some conversation skills. Now you just send a text out. I'm sick of it. And I've really noticed it now with my daughter. She gets everything she wants on demand. You've got YouTube Kids, right? Mm. You've got the Disney Channel. Every time she the wants... The convenience of it all. No, yeah, she can, watch, she can watch Toy Story when she wants. She can watch anything she wants. What's the fish one called? Mimo. Finding Nemo. Finding oh, Nemo. Nemo. Paw Patrol. Paw, it's all at her fingertips. Good Paw I like Paw Patrol. She gets mm. everything she wants when she wants it. What happened to the good old days? Of inconvenience. Where you used to have to wait to watch your cartoons on a Saturday morning. Right, you I did cringe. too. But you look Agro's forward to them. cartoon connection. But you look forward to them. She gets everything she wants when she wants it. It's because of the internet. I reckon the world's stuck because of it. <laughs> oh my God. Do you know what I hate now? You're a hate- real old <laughs> sad bastard. I hate aren't the motor you? vehicle, Brownie. I hate that we we can't just get in a horse and cart. We can just. I hate that we can just drive to somewhere you've really easily. He's, no, he's, you've, he's gone too far. I just reckon we should wind the internet back. You got to get the boy off. <laughs> No one knows the origins of the name of this award. Once upon a time, it was the Trump and Trumpet Award. No one knows why. We're, we're definitely getting rid of the Trump side of things. It's just the Trumpet Award. Well, so it's just Matthew the Trumpet Award. always known what it is. I just don't understand why it's called the Trumpet you Award. You should blow the trumpet can... for the three, two, and one. That's but, it. But we're giving two awards out. So we're giving two Trumpet Awards out. Yeah, one for best, one for worst. I don't Pretty get it. Anyway, <laughs> this year we've got a new graphics. We've got a full team of, of Are studios. You keep we've got a, a producer. This year? Someone will in the team. We'll keep it, and we're going to have a, a nice leaderboard come up every week for so those you've watching. The buck there. I haven't passed the buck. It's just that it's not one of my strengths. All right. So I'm, All right. I'm handing it on. All right. uh, let's start with the the best. So the best on for me, okay, I'm going to go one vote to the AFL. I thought they handled the COVID-19 period really well. To get us back to playing uh, some fans at some of the games, I thought uh, what they did, Gil McLaughlin was terrific, led from the front. So one vote to the AFL. Two votes to the man shot we've always spoken about, Matty Rowe. Yep. 26 disposals, two goals. I mean, that is one of the best second games you'll ever see. And three votes. Nobody saw the Gold Coast Suns beating West Coast. No. Not only did they beat them, they absolutely them well. smashed them. And it was great to see all those young kids uh, excited about footy. We spoke to Stewie Jew after, on the Sunday, on the Sunday footy show, yep. and he couldn't wipe the smile off his face. Yep. Hard yards up there. Yep. It's only one win, but yep. big tick. Nah, good votes, Nate. I like uh, I like it. I'll tell you who I liked was Jack Billings. I just mm. get the feeling he's going to have a really big breakout year. Three goals and I think it was 24 touches. Yep. Um, the Saints look good and yep. he is such a good finisher, isn't he, Jack Billings? I gave two to big Todd Goldstein. Just gets better with age. Big Goldie spent every minute on the ground. 
Not one second did he, he come off. He got dropped last year, didn't he? Or the year before? Uh, year before. Yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. They played big Prusy a little bit. Uh, two to be Goldie. Love what he's doing for North. Their midfield looks tough. And I go three to Rao. Second yeah. game. Yeah. Second game. Looked like he played 100. I know we're saying man-child because he's got a, you know the, the body shape and the strength, but he's not going to be a man-child that bursts onto the scene and then fades away. He's going to be a genuine player, I reckon. He's so get bigger and stronger. Yeah, three to Matty Rao. Okay. So the these are the worst, worst on. And so I have... Unfortunately, uh, Michael Christian, you're in the votes early oh. because giving a, uh, a pass to Sean Burgoyne, we've already discussed it, um, there's so many cases very similar to that where he should have got a week. All we're asking for is if that is the baseline, the next time someone throws a sling tackle, hits the head, that is zero. Well, zero the AFL's changed well. it now, so... It'll be a week next week. But all we ask in that new system is consistency. Yeah, yep, yeah. Two votes to the ARC. Now, the ARC has got every camera possible. They can even <laughs> see NASA. They can even go back and see uh, Lance Armstrong. Not, not, not Lance Armstrong. There was a bloke that landed on the moon. Neil, oh, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> Lance Armstrong got as high as the moon. Tell you what, he, he loves his gear. Anyway. EPO. Okay. Two votes. How Jack Higgins uh, took a mark. Over the line. No, it wasn't. That is the only nah. reason Richmond were a draw. That was over the, over the line. That it was wasn't. a behind. He's marked it at should Richmond have been station. It's, it's got to be completely over the line. It was clearly completely over the line. How they stuffed that up, particularly when the umpire, the goal umpire, said, I think it's a behind, and they had to overturn that yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Wasn't there was no the shadow. You cast a big shadow, but there's no shadow as big as that, Matthew. It wasn't over the line. You are oh, a clown. Come on, you're just being silly now. And I gave three votes to the Western Bulldogs. They were the most hype side at the end of last year. They were terrible in the final. They were terrible in round one and again last week. So three votes to the Western Bulldogs. All right. Uh, I gave one vote and it, it's a bit risky doing this because my sister works for Eddie Maguire with his production oh. company. Oh, and I don't want Eddie to get grumpy at our family. But I'm I just, sure he's an avid listener. I, we're not going to change to Sharon and Eddie suggested that we should. So I gave Eddie one yeah. vote. I gave two to, to Jack Grewal. Didn't have his best game. You're a bit sheepish giving Eddie a I vote. I feel then, really you? nervous giving Eddie I a saw, vote. I saw you tighten up. <laughs> I did. How <laughs> freckled. I hope my sister keeps her job. Uh, two to Jack. Uh, just didn't. Just had a quiet night. Didn't, didn't make the distance from 30 metres. Two to Jack Rewell. Yeah. He listens, Jack. Oh, does he? Well, yeah, he, he commented would. on he one of our Is that that he's getting close to your record of the, of the Tigers? It might be. You're not happy about it. <laughs> it might be. Uh, and three to Jeremy McGovern, not because of the way he played, but... Shooter. Um, he's their best player for mine, Jeremy McGovern. They need him out there this week. They've had a bad loss. They need to bounce back against a good team in Brisbane, and he got himself suspended, so I gave three to Jeremy McGovern. Oh, so Matty Rao leads the good votes on five, the early lead, because I don't think we did any round one, and Jeremy McGovern and the Western Bulldogs tied on three for the worst on honours. Time to do something that's very close to our heart, and we had phenomenal success in naming the back line. The long sleeve team of the century. They've always got a sort of a cult hero status, the long sleeve. Yeah. Some call them the coward sleeve. You guys don't know. No one except you calls it that. Lots of people call it a coward sleeve. There's no reason to wear it unless you're a coward. But today we're going through the midfield. You are an idiot, mate. Fair dinkum. <laughs> we're going through the midfield. Now, do just you a couple. Richard, you know, he calls people coward all the time. Every time he's ever played football, do you reckon he's put his head over it properly? No. Mate, no, I was. A, I'm a big in an underplayer. I've got a big. I'll, 
<laughs> anyway, it's not about me. Hey, just some yeah. complaints. Daryl White yeah, so was can very I just, stiff. I just want to clarify this. We've had a lot of feedback on Instagram and Twitter, and they said, why wasn't Daryl White on the half-back line? Now, I played against Daryl a lot. I watched him over the years. Nathan, he was very versatile. He played forward. He played back. I remember him playing in the ruck. Occasionally, yep. when uh, they needed the old him. double glove, probably no, made his name in a backman, but that's okay. No, yeah, but he, he probably, probably did. did. But I, I'm going to agree s- with the people. But yeah. because he's versatile, I think you'll find Daryl was going to be in the mm. team in the coming weeks. Okay, oh, Ange Christo, very stiff. Well, the, the team, I thought Ange Christo was stiff. Yeah. There's an interchange bench to be named. Boys. Well, hey, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> let's go through the midfield. Right. Some suggestions that we have had through online, and thanks to keep them coming. James Hurd, yeah. Deledio, Tucky, Deledio. Yeah. He wore it about as less as Damien yeah. Harbour with him in the back pocket. I th- see, I think he... I, I, t- I, I, I see, spoke I know to Dimmer and he said 50%. And that's you the, spoke to Dimmer, did, did you? I told you that last week. Did you speak to Paul Ruse like you said? You I didn't speak. Uh, to Jack Stevens, right Adam Uze, Adam yep. Jarman, Blake Carousella. Jimmy Bartell. Yep, he yep. was nominated. So, so the centre line. Yep. So, so this is not a democracy, by the way. Andrew Jarman. Jars. Yep. He's been mentioned. So this is the centre line. So on one... Well, you're right there, Rich. Some water. On, uh, on one wing, I'm uh, putting Adam Uze from uh, Melbourne. Could he kick it up? Good Hawthorne man. Hard lever handball, dudes. Yeah. Now, a man that's uh, starting in the centre. Now, I can definitely say that this guy wore a long sleeve in every single uh, AFL game that he played at Richmond and Brisbane. Best and fairest winner at both clubs in Craig Lambert. One of yes, the best. good get. Good, good player, Lambie. Played for Victoria. One of the best handballers you'll ever see. Lambie Wore a long middle. sleeve for Victoria as well. He did. He did. And on the other wing, a silky smooth player from North Melbourne and Collingwood, Daniel Wells. What? Daniel, Daniel Wells. Wells. Okay, so we're going Adam Uze, Craig, Craig Lambert and Daniel Wells join the back line that we said last week. Interesting you didn't put Jimmy Bartell mm. on the wing. Well, Jimmy played in a lot of different positions as well. Mm. So just wait, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Richo, time to look at this week's rounds. Richmond, Hawthorne, all the cash coming for Hawthorne late because Dusty is out. Jaeger is in, $2.45. Richmond, $1.55. I think they were about $1.30 earlier in the week. $1.38 they were. Dusty goes out, went to $1.54. Mm. It just means that Richmond a bit of value. I still think they're 80% chance of winning. Hawthorne maybe a 20% chance. Um, which I think Richmond win. They haven't lost there for a year, and that's with very good reason. Yeah, exactly. Look, Dusty coming out, obviously, is a big loss for the Tigers, but, look, his form wasn't, you know, Dusty finals form uh, last week. So I think Richmond still win. Clearly it's come back a little bit, but I just think Richmond's system uh, at the MCG, they know it so well, I think they'll win. That's close to the better of the round for me. Maybe take them at the line. If you are having a same-game multi, Tom Lynch, I'm a Hawthorne supporter, I can attest... He destroys Hawthorne every time he plays him. I think he's kicked three or more. He's last seven games against right? the Hawks. So put him in there. Next game we look at is... What North- I will tell you too, Hawthorne fielding the oldest side ever. 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 That's concerning for the Hawthorne fans. North Sydney, this is going to be an absolute cracker. Two winners from last week. North... Brownie's very keen on them. Dollar fifty-six. The Swans two dollars thirty-nine. Saw the Sydney Swans last week, and they're okay. But I worry where they're going to kick their goals. Their inside fifty numbers are okay, but I think the Kangaroos. Their midfield was strong. Robbie Tarrant at centre half pack yeah. sets them up. Ben Brown can kick goals, as you said. Goldstein. I make them my best bet of the round. I backed them earlier on the week. Their line was six and a half. It's now nine and a half. Yeah. I still think that's a bet as it gets to fourteen and fifteen. I think if it gets over fifteen, the line I wouldn't be taking it. But anywhere from nine to 
14 and a half. I'd take that as a bit. Yeah, North Melbourne look really good. Their defence really strong. The uh, GWS Giants only took five marks inside 50 last week, and that's with Himmelberg, Finlayson, Toby Green, Jeremy Cameron. Uh, Sydney didn't look like taking a mark in there against mm. Essendon. I can't see them doing it against North, so yeah, North for me. Another match, and this is a strange one, because Melbourne fans for the first time in late June are actually going to watch some footy. They can't be pizza shaping their way down the Mount the slopes of Mount Buller. I'm going to the snow next week. Oh yeah, mm, a couple of days. But uh, like Put snow boots on there today. Like <laughs> like a Melbourne fan deciding between the, the cream interior or the beige interior in their rangey, this one's a coin toss. Essendon dollar seventy two. This is Melbourne a close one, isn't it? Yeah. I I think Essendon. I, I think they're playing a. Pretty good brand, looking pretty good defensively, like McGrath in the midfield. I think it'll be really close, but Essendon in a close game, I'm tipping. Same for me. Now, how much, can, you just, can I just cut you off quickly there? Ooh. Last week I said it's either Callaway, who you wanted to get for our mm. sponsor, you yep. wanted uh, made, the, the, best the rival, TaylorMade. I said the first one to actually get onto it and book it, we're going with. So... Because What's it's happened? been an ongoing issue with us because it's it makes a lot of sense. We've always called it the cheapest sponsorship in sport. We're going through – we're on the AFL.com. We're going to a couple hundred thousand. We just thousand. want some product, don't we? We just want some product. That's all it is. Now, <laughs> a, a lot of our listeners are golfers. Yeah. They love TaylorMade. They love Callaway. But you organised a deal with Callaway, which excluded me, which, to be honest, I know I'm not the big, the big no, name. All I did was send an email, right, to um, Michael Gorn yep. at Callaway – and I said, we do a podcast. And he came back and his email was, happy to yep. have you and Richo out. And I thought you now, were joking. Obviously, I, we've kicked, I honestly think we've kicked 1,149 that, goals between us. If you had added to that at any one point, maybe yeah. Michael would have sent you an email. Between the three of us. But you can't, be, you can't be doing that, Nate. You've got to include Rich in it. So, well, I did include Rich now, in because it. Because I thought he was joking. Callaway left him off. <laughs> I thought he was joking. And then he sent me the email where I was clearly excluded. Right. So... <laughs> But what it did give me so was give me done? Michael Gorn's email. Right. <laughs> Hi, Michael. My name is Rich Hummerston, or Hummer, as my friends call me. So you should call me Rich. I'm fortunate enough to work with one of the greatest blokes in the media, 250-game, four-time All-Australian, Matty Richardson, and a little germ who rode Richo's coattails to fame, Nathan Brown. Well, he's played 280 games, so you got that wrong. We run the Sportsman <laughs> AFL podcast, Richo, Brownie, and Hummer, with a monthly audience of over 80K, soon to be tenfold now that we're on AFL.com. We've been looking for a golf sponsor. Advertise the cheapest sponsorship in all the land. The crossovers in our audience and those who use Callaway products would be huge. I dare say sponsorship of the show could possibly yield the highest return on investment ever seen in sports sponsorship history. So you can imagine my disappointment when I saw you only offered a sponsorship to Richo and Brownie. Now, I understand I haven't got much of a profile, although I did have a tweet get 500 likes last week and I, <laughs> and I was on Channel 7. You have to understand, I, I steer the Richo, Brandy and Hummer ship. I've got the keys to the Sportsbit social media audience, combined total of 1.6 million, and I'm a very unethical man, will happily plug Callaway to that entire audience. You choosing to leave me out of free clubs has cost you dearly. I don't even know why he wanted to sponsor Brownie. Have you seen his golf swing? It's he's a, a disgrace. Swing. It's <laughs> not a very good swing. He's a cheap bastard as well and would just sell the clubs anyway. Not to mention the only time he gets on Instagram is after he's had a few Hugo wines, I get a Hugo wines, and posts some rubbish photo of him and his triple M flog mates at a fancy restaurant. Juddy's house. This could have been something special, Michael, but you thumbed your nose at the cheapest, cheapest sponsorship in sport. On behalf of Richo and Brownie, we decline your offer. We are team tailor-made. Oh, Wow. 
So we're going with so Tyler Maid. Sabotage the Callaway deal, <laughs> and we're going to Tyler Maid. I've so done it. So what concerns we... me is I'm worried that he actually sent that. And you, and you, I have sent it. And you know what else concerns me? <laughs> I have, sent it. I have seriously sent that email. And you know what concerns me now is he won't be able to secure the Tyler Maid deal, no. and we'll end up with no clubs. <laughs> no, I've secured Tyler Maid. In in the glory of that email, I too have received an email. Hey guys, first time writer, long time listener of the show. Great to see Callaway have come on board as a show sponsor. Richie and Brandy must be chuffed. Uh, I feel for Hummer, uh, seems though he's missed out uh, getting his own set and uh, he isn't a former athlete, celebrity or person of note. I manage the Cash Converters Werribee branch. Whilst I'm unable to offer Hummer a free set of clubs, as a gesture of goodwill, I'd like to offer him 30% off any golf clubs at our branch at Werribee. Please call Cash Converters at Werribee to organise a fit out. Just to mention your Hummer from Sportsbet. That is from Paul Dunkley, the Werribee Cash Converters junior and you, manager. And you know which clubs you get? My, a mate of mine... Uh, we had the hard rubbish collection uh, out our way last week, and a mate of mine put some sporting golf clubs out on the uh, grass to collect. They're the ones you'll get. I can't. I don't care. We're tailor made. I'm going right. to get it done. We're there next Thursday. Sorry, Callaway. Hey, now you know that I've been trawling the internet, right? Because yep. I'm trying to find some some dirt on you guys. Because I know that you're both very hungry for a dollar, and I'm just I'm certain there's there's a lot out there. Um, so, and I, I'm a big, big footy man. I've had yeah. I've had 45 accounts suspended on big footy. I like going yeah. on there and stirring the pot. <laughs> anyway, there was a forum titled. You're one of those, aren't you? Yeah. yeah, I am. <laughs> titled "Biggest AFL Flogs: Your Nominations, Please." Now I was, I was, I was scrolling through, and yeah. you know, of course, like Acker and all that come up there. But then our man Nate Brown pops up, um, and. The post was, there was a few talk, and I'm not going to read them out. You don't need to know them. But there was one post goes that says, does anyone remember the photo of Nathan Brown dressed like a Kurt Cobain wannabe sitting in a bar, bathtub with a bottle of Jack Daniels and a notepad? I, I can't find it anymore, but I remember it being the worst photo I've so, ever seen. So I can confirm that, Hum. I remember it was late, it was mid-late 90s, maybe 97 98. Nathan was a young player at the Western Bulldogs. He had, he did have the Kurt Cobain sort of blonde hair, and I, I can confirm that this appeared in a Herald Sun profile on Nathan, where he was in a bath, fully clothed with a flannelette shirt, jeans, uh, a poetry pad. <laughs> And, and, a bottle, and a bottle of Jack Daniels, and it was meant to be like he was the tortured sort of soul footballer. <laughs> did you do that? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But we can't oh find God. the photo, hum. I know, we cannot find it. I've How been many blokes it. have been stitched up by Michael Dodge, yeah, the Dodge great photographer at the Herald Sun? I mean, there's so many blokes, and you don't even have to look at who's taken the photo. You can tell by the photo that Michael Dodge has talked him into something. Real early days, Rob Murphy was as skinny as you can imagine. He was 68 kilos, <laughs> bringing wet, and Dodgy's managed to get him to take his top off, and he had a shaved head and do a chin-up on a monkey bar, <laughs> and he looks horrendous. Yeah, so, so what we're fo- after, Hum... Yeah, we're, if anyone has this photo... We need the photo. I come from uh, an investigative journalism background, so I'm right. going to be doing my digging. This <laughs> I'm going to be this doing something. He's got three scholarships at Scott. <laughs> because we need to find this photo. I've called Michael Dodge. He does not have it. Right. So the Herald Sun must have it. I've searched everywhere. I think the next port of call will be the Herald Sun. But if for whatever reason someone's got this photo, yeah. please, please send it in. Send it in because it it is. It has to be. We need to, to republish it. Is what we need to do. My mum would have it. Not a great wait. 
uh, start to the people's multi, the footy club multi. Of course, all winnings of the season will go to a footy club that just needs it, mate, for their footy trip. Maybe weeks, some new rooms. We do. Who? 50 bucks a week. Uh, I had the Hawks that lost. You had Tex Walker three or more that lost. Yours did get up. You had Hanbury to have 20 or more. So that did get up. Where are you this week? Well, you want me to hold you up again? Any uh, danger right, you could do get it? Okay. I reckon Raoul will have 20 disposals or more. All right. I am going to take Gold Coast at the line to beat Adelaide. And I will take the Cats at 40 plus. Doing some maths in my head, that will be about a $12 multi, I think. Mm. Hey, uh, but we love, before we go, we needed some hypotheticals. The right. punters love getting these insights into you. Now, I've got one for both of you. I'll start with Richo. Richo. If you were paid an upfront fee of $200,000... That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Straight up. But you had to denounce your relationship with Tasmania, admit you were never born there, never stepped foot on there, and you hoped in Tasmania got cut off from Australia. Would you do it? Uh, ridiculous. Of course I wouldn't. I'm a very, very proud Tasmanian. It's only a hypothetical. Yes, right? it is. Why is it a hypothetical? Because it's just completely untrue, though. Well, that's how hypotheticals work. Oh, okay. No, I wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. No. 500K. No, I wouldn't do Why? it. He's going pretty well. Brownie, if you were to get every single dollar back, you've lost investments, including the 250K you pumped into crypto. <laughs> Wasn't that much. But you had to then go completely bald. Would you do it? No. You wouldn't take that? Jeez, you've lost a bit over this. <laughs> I reckon you should take that. I can make that. that back, but you can't get your hair back, Richard. <laughs> Jeez, mate. <laughs> well, like duck, ducks on that mosh stuff. You should just get the calculator out. I reckon <laughs> there's, there's a few million just to lose some air follicles. All right, that will do us. There's probably two and a half sitting there. I might reconsider at some point. <laughs> that will do us. Hey, I've been in the office and I'm sending merch out today. So please, yep. if you give us a nice review, this is highly unethical, but I don't care. Give us a nice review and five stars. Send it to my Instagram. Follow <laughs> me. And I'll send you some merch. And please, someone send that photo of Brownie in. <laughs> As always, right. Gamble Responsible Week.